eternal blessed lord we thank you for today and for making this possible before we were born this was written in you and we are here to tap into that and to partake of it we give you praise for the wonderful things you're about to do here the doors you are going to unlock the revelations you are putting making known to us and making us ready as people that shall manifest this grace of god thank you we give you praise come come we need you we love you amen amen manifesting the higher life in jesus somebody say manifesting the higher life in jesus are you ready to manifest the higher life i said are you ready glory to jesus glory glory to jesus <laughs> oh my god isaiah 61 says arise shine for your light is come arise shine and the reason for that command is because what should help you manifest is available say it's available say it's available most people most believers do not understand the ordinations of god for their life that god has destined that they manifest the god form they manifest that god form in them by the time we are done today you will come to a place of understanding where you realize that this higher life this transcending life that is in jesus is your right to manifest many people do not understand because we are trapped in a different realm say the lower realm now we are in this realm here where the operations of this realm dwell on carnal pleasure carnality and we are now accustomed to the characteristics of this realm sickness poverty time mortality affliction these are the characteristics of the realm in which we live in the realm that we live in so to many people certain sicknesses even people dying at 25 people think it's, it's normal but if you understand the truth about our creation you will realize that what is happening now that we live that we call normal is not god's original plan and that is why it is important for us to come to an understanding that even though we live in this realm even though we are trapped in this realm even though we are here with these challenges it is possible somebody say it is possible it is possible for us to manifest the higher life the original life that god intended for us before the fall it is possible it is possible first corinthians chapter 15 verse number 39 to 41 the Bible says, not all flesh is alike. There is one flesh of humans and there is another flesh for animals. Verse 40 says, they are heavenly bodies and they are earthly bodies. He says, the glory of the heavenly is one 
and the glory of the earthly is another there is one glory of the sun there is another glory of the moon and there is another glory of the stars indeed the stars differ from each other in glory look at that he's talking about a certain domain where we have celestial bodies and even among the celestial bodies he says the glory of the sun is different the glory of the moon is different the glory of the star is different and among stars there are differences in glory can i preach to you may you receive a new kind of glory may you begin to manifest another realm of glory the bible says he says that and the glory of the moon shall be as that of the sun and the glory of the sun like seven suns put together i'm speaking to you today about manifesting the higher life that is in jesus christ now our ignorance of a truth our ignorance of a reality does not change it it doesn't make it false it only prevents us from partaking in that experience and further deepens our ignorance are you understanding me the fact that you do not know something does not mean that thing is not real or it does not exist the only thing your ignorance does is makes you worse because you cannot know it you know and you keep partaking you not have the opportunity to experience that thing and it worsens your state say for instance you do not know that a lawnmower could be used to mow a lawn you do not know and many years ago what you are used to is sharpening a cutlass and using it with all your strength now your ignorance of lawnmowers does not mean lawnmowers do not exist now it doesn't change the fact that lawnmowers exist somewhere and the only your inability to break out of your realm into a higher realm only makes you worse because you are not able to partake of higher levels of glory my mother told me a story that one of her grandmothers somebody was talking about a huge sum of money daddy had you know lost or something and then her grandmother said oh don't mind those lies such amount of money one person cannot have such an amount of money <laughs> and it's one of the funniest things she's ever told me now your ignorance of the higher life in jesus christ does not mean it is not possible in this life you are unable john chapter 3 then a teacher of the law came to jesus and said to him master nobody can do the things you are doing except the lord is with him nicodemus had gotten to a point where he could no longer accept the fact that living like he was living was was all there was he felt and i'm praying that by the time i'm done you would be challenged to arise at night and begin to pray and to seek god that you'll be able to manifest this new life that is in you that your existence will not insult the grace of god upon your life that your existence will not insult the power of god in you second corinthians chapter 4 he says that for it is god who commanded the light to shine out of darkness that has commanded this light to shine in us 
Verse number 6 says, For we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of power will not be of us, but of Christ. Hallelujah. Then verse 8 says that we are hard pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. He says we are perplexed, but not in despair. He says we are persecuted, but not abandoned. He says we are crushed down, but not destroyed. How is this possible that you are hard-pressed on every side, but you are not destroyed? How is it possible that you are persecuted and still you don't feel abandoned? How is it possible that you are perplexed but not in despair? There is something else working. That is why men could gladly look at death in the face and smile. That is why Stephen could look at his accusers and pray for them. Because those people were ignorant of the higher life that was in Jesus. Lift up your right hand and say, I will manifest the higher life in Jesus. Say one more time, I will manifest the higher life in Jesus. This is the life prepared for us. Now, most people are confused. Because we live in a realm which is the lower life. So this is where the confusion is coming. But all he sees is sickness, disease, affliction, poverty, death. That is the lifestyle of the lower life. And that is what people know. So when Christians can even hear people saying, divine life, divine health, I will not be sick. He says, I will live long and not die. Sometimes they can look at them and say, look at these people, look at these people. But your ignorance, can I preach it to you? Now, your ignorance of that truth, does not change it. The only thing you are doing to yourself is that you are deepening your ignorance by preventing yourself from experiencing that. So when Nicodemus came to Jesus, he said, nobody can do these things. Except the Lord, and, and then Jesus said to him, I'm in John chapter 3, verse number 1 down. And then Jesus said to Nicodemus, my brother, this, this life you are talking about, except you are properly initiated, you cannot even see it. You see, there are many believers today who cannot see this higher life that is in Jesus. And then Nicodemus was like, what are you talking about? I'm just talking about these miracles you are doing. He says, no, 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 no. It's, it's not a miracle in the higher realm. Can I preach it to you? It's not a miracle in the higher realm. It is the normal lifestyle for those who dwell in the higher realm. The things we call miracles in the lower realm is the normal life in the higher realm. I see somebody laying their hand on their sick child and the child is recovering because they are partakers of a higher life that is in Jesus. I see you manifesting the higher life. Are you listening to me at all? Hallelujah. I was speaking somewhere. Let me tell you another one. I was working in a hospital. They brought a little girl who could not hear and could not speak. These are the characteristics of the lower room, right? Those are the things that happen. The story is very awkward. As I was writing a referral to send her to a bigger place where they could do, you know, audiology tests and all that. Then I heard the voice of the Lord that said to me, begin to pray. Manifesting the higher life that is in Jesus Christ. And as I started praying right there, because we're the place that allowed that, suddenly she fell under the anointing. And something came out of her tongue, and she started screaming out her name for the first time. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? People who are able to manifest the higher life, they become life givers. They become life givers. First John chapter 2, he says that, as he is, so are we in this earth. 
Hallelujah. So you need to come to the point where you understand that partaking of this transcending life in Jesus is your portion. Say it's my portion. Say it's my portion. Now, the, the, the corruption of the lower realm is, is, so, is so strong that today there are many believers who are trapped. They are trapped in that realm. And they are unable to come out of it. It's become a huge blockage to them. Now, the, the, the greatest corruption, in, in my opinion, is when people who are destined to manifest this life become slaves of this lower life. People who are destined. Huh? The preacher wrote this in Ecclesiastes 10 verse 5. He says, there's an evil that I have seen under the sun. And it's a great error. Somebody say error. It's a great error that comes from a ruler. He says foolishness. So there is a reversal of the order. He says foolishness is set in high places. And the rich in wisdom sit in low places. He says that I have seen servants on horses and princes walking. Now this are slaves. Now this reversal of the order, in my opinion, is one of the greatest forms of corruption. That people who are destined to manifest a certain kind of life, to live in a certain way, have been deceived to entrapped as slaves. They are living the very opposite of the life they were destined to. I pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. That any such error in your life be reversed in Jesus' name. It be reversed in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ came here as a human being, lived as a human being, did not live as the Son of God. Jesus did not live on earth in his potential as God's Son. Are you listening to me? All the things he did, he did as a human being to show you and I that even though we are in this wicked realm, we are in this fallen realm, we are in this low realm, we can still live or manifest the higher life through him. That is why he did that. John chapter 14, verse number 30. He said to them, I will no longer speak to you much. For the ruler, the one that commands error in this world is coming and he has no power over me he has nothing in me can you see that john 14 verse number 30 he says for the ruler of this world is coming but he has nothing in me somebody say nothing in me nothing in me you see i stopped speaking in many churches i stopped responding to invitations because i realized most christians are really not ready the, most Christians are not, I mean, with all due respect, most Christians are not really serious with God. And people go to church to pacify their conscience. People go to church because it has become a cultural thing for them. But people are not ready to walk with God. Amos chapter 3 verse number 3 says, How can two walk together except they agree? There are people in church who should be manifesting this higher life but they are not. Why? Because they do not agree with the Lord. Their life insults the grace of God. Calling them Christians, it, it ridicules the name of the Lord. 
I pray that you will not be part of those people. And that you will manifest. Say, I will manifest. Say, I will manifest. But the level, you see, I don't miss tomorrow and don't miss Sunday. This is introduction. The things I have in me to tell you, the levels of manifestation are different. The things you can manifest are different. Gee, I don't know what is in you. So we are all shouting our manifest, but some of you will manifest and it is like a flashlight on a phone. Others will manifest and it is like a floodlight. Some will try to manifest and nothing will come at all. But I'm praying that at the end of these three days, God, whatever your light is, the Lord shall empower you and bring you to a higher level. Say I'll manifest. Say I'll manifest. I want you to have in psychology, it's called tabula rasa. I want you to have a free mind. And as if you were a child and don't know anything. And listen to what I'm telling you. Many people have gotten used to church. You see, the sad thing is that they cannot descend through servants of God from the false ones. They gather onto people they should not gather to. Give so much money to people they should not give to. And go back home and question that where is God? And the Bible says in Psalm number 2, He that sits in heaven shall laugh at them. Your ignorance of the truth does not change it. It behoves the Christian plying his or her trade to seek God and not men. To seek truth and not fables. Your inability to do that does not change God's, God's sovereignty or who he is at all. Can I speak to you? Are you ready? Are you serious? You want to see the sick healed? You want to see the dead raised? You want to live like Jesus lived? Then listen to what I'm telling you. It is possible. It is possible. Oh, I'm challenging everything you have known. Because you, you are living, you see, you are living a life that doesn't really reflect that you are manifesting anything. Jesus Christ lived as a man. Don't forget what I said. He did not live on earth as the son of God. Otherwise, he wouldn't need a donkey. He would just fly. He wouldn't need a donkey. He wouldn't need people to beg, say, give me a donkey to sit on and enter Jerusalem. You think the son of God needs you? No. He wouldn't do that. Are you understanding me? He wouldn't do that. There were times he did some things that you may think he did it because he's a son of God, but he did them to show us that we can do the same. One day he needed money he didn't have. He said, go get me a fish and get some money in it. He, that didn't happen because he's a son of God. I pray that one day when you need cash, you'll be able to do the same and say, my God, recently I needed cash. I needed cash, you know. Not money. I don't, I don't equate money to cash. I have so much money. I think I am so rich. I may not have cash now. But as for rich, I am rich. It's ca cash, cash is not equivalent to riches. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I needed some cash. I was standing somewhere. I didn't have it. I looked to heaven and said, hey, God. Immediately, I got a phone call. Somebody said, where are you? I said, I'm here. The person said, Wait. And then I waited at that point, and the person brought me my say, I took this money, and then I heard a voice say, Go and give it to doctor. Uh, so that was a fish bringing me money. Uh, are you listening to me? Are you listening? Are you listening? So I want you to manifest, but I don't know what is in you. John chapter 14, verse number 30. Can you show us? Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he says, Now I can't even talk to you like I want to talk to you anymore. Why can't I tell you the things? Because the ruler, the controller of this realm is coming. And even though he's come, somebody say he's coming. Yeah, the, the governor of this realm, he comes with sickness, he comes with disease, he comes with poverty, 
it comes with death it comes with confusion in your marriage confusion in your children's life he comes with many stories he's coming but jesus has a counter I pray that after this manifestation summit, you will have a counter for the devil coming. He says, I see him coming. He's coming and he's come at me too. He's come at my home. He's come at our children. He's come at our marriage. I was telling my wife recently that I see that every stage we have to battle one thing or the other. And then he keeps coming in different forms. But Jesus taught us to say something. And I'm teaching you also that we will see him coming. But you can say like Jesus said, he has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. It's only those that he has something in that he can lay a hold on. But he's coming. Somebody said he's coming, but he has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. You need to shout that like a prophet. He has nothing in me. Say to him, devil, you have nothing in me. You have nothing in my children. You have nothing in my home. You have nothing in my family. You have nothing in my ministry. You have nothing in my career. Glory to God. This is who we should be. Now, the reason those who manifest this, this, this higher life are those who can say that. They are those who can say that. And the reason why Jesus said that is because he was full of the divine nature of God. Acts chapter 28 verse number 6. The Bible says that when Paul landed on the island of Malta, after a shipwreck, a poisonous viper bit his hand. And when you look at that, the, the, the Bible says that. And the people, because of the nature, the, 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 how they lived, they knew that if that type of snake bit you, you were going to die. They actually also believed that the, those types of poisonous snakes bit bad people. People who were deserving to die. So when you listen to the account, when they saw the venomous beast hanging on his hand, they started saying among themselves that no doubt this man is a murderer. No doubt this man, because he had just escaped from a troublesome storm on the sea, and now he's here and a serpent bit him. I'm talking about you. You just came out of one affliction, and then now another one has come against you. And people are thinking, what type of person is this? And are these truly believers? Are they truly believers? One affliction to the other. And when that serpent bit him, verse number 5, go on, he says, and he shook off the beast and it fell into the fire and he felt no harm hallelujah i'm preaching to somebody who is about to shake off every demonic affliction shake off every satanic order shake off every characteristics of the lower realm and shall feel no harm say shake off say shake it off verse number six says and they look to him to see if he will get swollen up and whether he will fall down and die immediately. People are considering, people are talking, people are thinking, people don't sleep when they sleep. They're like, eh, 
when what happened to his son? I think, I don't know. These people, I don't know. People are saying things in their sleep about you. People are saying many things and thinking many things. And they are expecting something evil to happen. They were looking that he will fall down. They were looking that he will become swollen. What it means is that they were looking for the natural progression of those symptoms to happen in him also like it happened in those who had previously been bitten by those type of snakes am i teaching to you they had a certain understanding based on the lower realm that they lived that if a cobra bit you you will swell up and you will die that was the life they knew. So when that cobra beat Paul, what they did not know was that guy was living in this realm, but he was manifesting a different life. What they did not know, that even though he was on the same boat with them, he has something different in him. What they did not know is that even though they wore the same Chick-fil-A dress and attire to work there, he has something different in him. Like Jesus, he is able to say, I see the storm coming i see the serpent bite me but you have nothing in me and he shakes it off into the fire so they are waiting for the normal progression according to the lower realm to take place somebody is waiting for the normal progression of poverty of affliction of singlehood of of of, of disobedient children somebody's waiting for the, the life they know that happens to people to take place in your life but they are going to be disappointed verse number six says that they look that he will swell up and die but after waiting for a long time can i prophesy somebody's gonna wait for a long time somebody's gonna wait for a long time after waiting a great while and this when they saw no harm nothing happened to him they changed their minds somebody's about to change their mind they changed their minds and they said he was a god what they were saying was that he is living a different life it's not like he's god from heaven god god but he was manifesting a different form because for every person that is bitten by a poisonous snake they have to swell up and die they were not putting a new hypothesis there. They have seen it happen before. They have seen people bitten by this type of snake swell up and die. I'm talking to somebody who has a new cancer diagnosis. That according to the natural progression of that thing, people may have an expectation, but they are going to wait a great while. They will wait a great while. And it doesn't mean the serpent didn't bite him. It doesn't mean the venom was not in him, but it had no effect on him. But it had no effect on him. And that is the same thing that made Jesus look at the enemy coming and said, I see you come, but you have nothing in me. And, and, and the enemy is just going to detour and pass by. I pray for 200 people listening to me right now. That every attack, every serpent, everything that is coming your way, you shake it off now in the name of Jesus. What allowed Paul to do that? What allowed Jesus to do that? It was this divine nature in them. You see, when we were made... God breathed into us and the breath of God 
gave us a, an image like God. So the composite that is formed from the earth and the breath of God is this human being who both has in them the divine nature of God and then the carnal nature of this world. Now, in people who are able to, and these two forms are opposite to each other and they are antagonistic to themselves. So, if you are able to build the divine component, the breath of God in you, if you are able to build it up, you will notice that the carnal one, it goes down. Uh, but if you are not in those people who have built their carnal nature up, you realize that it is as if they don't have any form of God in them. God, they are so impure. And that is what is happening. Now, when Jesus lived on earth, the, the divine component was stronger. When Paul lived, the divine component was stronger. And when this divine component is so strong, you could look at sickness, you could look at poverty, you could look at confusion, you could look at all the characteristics of the lower realm that happen to people and knock them off. You could look at it and say, I see you, all right. <laughs> but you see, the things you can hold on to, to progress, are not in me. Because in me, it's a divine form. Hallelujah. And this form is what made them live so long in the beginning. Did you realize they live like 500 years, 600 years, seven? But why don't we live like that? Those, those guys, they had a pure form of God's nature in them. So Adam lived so long. Genesis chapter 2, verse number 19. Am I too fast for you? Are you okay? Are you okay? All right. So Genesis 2, 19, the Bible says God brought animals. He was creating them for the first time. And he brought them to Adam. And Adam looked at them. And he looked at God's face. And he says, you want to call this one a cattle, right? And God says, yes, yes. That's what I would have called it. He says, you want to call this one a lion? So the Bible says, and he named them. And that was the same name that God would have given to them. Now, after that, the Bible says, verse 20 on, that God caused a deep sleep. Somebody say deep sleep. So God has become an anesthetist and he puts Adam to sleep. This is not propofol. This is not IV injections. This is God putting somebody to sleep. You cannot wake up when God puts you to sleep. What are you talking about? Even when the doctors put you to sleep, you can't wake up. God himself, the one that made you, he put the guy to sleep. But remember, this guy was the first one. So he has so much of God in him. So much of God in him that when God took out of his rib to create Eve, God didn't need to breathe again. Did you see that in the Bible? God never breathed into Eve. The little part of Adam he took, he had life in it already. The guy has so much of God in him. So God put him to sleep, takes a part of him, makes a woman, and opens the guy's eyes and says, look. And then Adam looks and says, wow, 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 wow. This is not the lion. This is not the cattle. This is not like those animals you brought to me. This is bone of my bones. This is flesh of my flesh. For you took hair out of... How did Adam know after God had put him to sleep? How did he know? That divine form. He was physically asleep, but his spirit was out. He knew everything. He said, his words, you should just listen to the words he said. This is bone out of my bones. And he even said that I will call her woman because she was taken out. How did he know? I thought he was sleeping. This is the life I'm talking about. Many years ago, 
I was, I had one of our nephews. I said, if God breathed in me, the breath of God is in me. Really? I called the boy. I said, hey, close your eyes. I said, Lord, I want to, I want to, I want to check this breath. Are you God? And then I said, <sighs> immediately I saw the young boy. And then he fell. And I couldn't wake him up for like 10 minutes. I thought he was joking. After a while, after about three, four minutes, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Hey, sorry, sorry. And that was in Allah. Like, wake up, wake up. Hey, wake up, wake up. And then he was still not waking up. I said, ah, 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 hey. Jesus. I was alone with him. You see, what about my nephews? I'm, I, was, I was experimenting the breath of God. I was not even in ministry at the time. I said, really? Breath of God in me? Ah, so I've, and I'm telling you no lie. I, I did it and woke up. He never woke up. And then as I knelt down by the boy's by the boy, I said, Lord, I believe that your breath is now in me. Please let him arise. And I said, ah! I said, Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw that. I saw that. This is the life. So those early guys, they, they manifested this life. He, Jesus, Jesus gave me a raise. Jesus asked for like manifesting this life may you manifest it Amen. the lord told me many years ago i will raise the dead i'm still waiting to raise them the resurrection of the dead is one of the easiest thing are you sure you're okay for me are you are you okay the things i'm telling you he didn't do the things he did on earth because he was god's son no 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 then he won't beg for donkey then he will need people to bring him food and money. Some time ago, he was even looking for food. He had to get a small boy, five loaves and three fish. He would, God's son. Then somebody will say, but how about the miracle? The miracle? Look, you don't read your Bible. Elisha multiplied food to feed over a hundred people even before Jesus came. I'm telling you, he, he didn't do those things because he was God's son. He wouldn't even ask them for the fish. The thing will appear. Huh? Jesus raised the dead. Did he raise the dead because he was God's son? No. As a matter of fact, he's not the first person to raise the dead. Second Kings chapter 2. Elijah. Elijah raised the dead. Jesus walked on water. Is he the first person to deal with water? Second Kings chapter 2. Elijah was going to heaven. The guy lived so much in the spirit. He had the dominant higher, the form of God in him was so strong. He knew he was going for a heavenly Uber. His Uber was coming. He knew he was going to heaven. He was walking straight into a divine chariot. You, you do Uber on your app, on your phone. He, heaven's, heaven's chariot was coming. He knew the time. He was walking there. The young guy was following him. He said, don't follow me. He said, I'll follow you. He said, don't follow me. He said, I'll follow you. And then the chariot came. He stepped into it. Nobody saw it. Only the young man, when he saw it, he screamed. He said, my father, my father. The chariot, he's describing the Uber. Is it Uber or Lyft or Uber Excel? Is from heaven. He said, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen. He's telling us. This Elijah guy, I fear him. Such a man that lived in, with such dominant spirit in him. Before he went into his heavenly ride, he got to the Jordan he parted the Jordan River into two. And then walked in it. When Elisha was coming back, the Jordan was closed. He took his master's mantle, hit it, it didn't open. The, read the Bible very well. Then he screamed, where is the God of my master Elijah? Then immediately the Jordan opened. Yes. Then the people were looking. 
I'm telling you, you can do this. Thing. Say, I can do them. And you don't have to go and look for a river to part today. But in your own small way in your home, the things that should progress in one way, you can change it. Oh, you didn't say a big amen. The river parted into two. So, 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 you know, and remember Moses. Moses stood before the rest. He held the rod. It parted into two. So when Jesus Christ came, when Jesus Christ came and one day he got to the, the uh, river, he got to the river, he was like, this, these small boys parted the river and somewhere in Matthew chapter 14, Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, Jesus saw the river, he was like, ah, Elijah divided it, Elisha divided it, Moses divided it, even Joshua, Joshua Pharaoh, small boy Joshua who was always afraid God had to keep talking to him. When he and the priest got to the Jordan, the priest put their feet in the Jordan parted for them. So Jesus Christ said, ah, I, 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 will, I will not part this river. In fact, I will walk on it because this one, no, 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 no. So this is Jesus standing by the river and he sees his disciples on a boat coming. And he wanted to also split it and walk in it for them to see. But I'm sure he's thinking, that's what Moses did. That's what he like. I have to do something else. I want you to do something else. Say to your next person, do a different thing. I, I want you to understand this in the simplest form and apply it. So Jesus starts walking on the sea. He's walking, but is he walking on the sea because he's God's son? No. He doesn't need the sea to walk on. Probably then he has to fly. He's walking on the sea, and then he gets close, and they think he's a ghost. So they are afraid, and there are 12 people in the boat potential sea walkers people who could have participated in a, a different form of life and when they saw him they were afraid and he said come it is me only one out of the 12 that is the story of the church today they were in a boat and they were trapped with a mindset of the lower realm because from Archimedes principle eh, density is mass over volume the, high, the greater the weight of it the more it will sink you understand? Should we go a little bit into physics? So even jumping out of the boat increases your height and then that height, you see H1 and H2. So between the base of the boat and then you are here and then you jump, gravity acts on you so it makes you even heavier. It means from Archimedes principle, you are going to sink even more. And from those things, they knew, they were, this guy, fishermen, they knew at that level in the sea, you will sink. Yet they see life's greatest mentor and creator of the universe walking defying the principles of this lower realm and it bidding them come ah, come so does christ bid the church today come and participate of this higher life come and manifest this higher life but yet the same ratio is at work one out of 12. i forgot to calculate it that should be less than uh, 0.01, right? 10%, 0.1. It should be less than that. Look at that. Only one. Now, I'm so confused reading this. They had been with him and seen him raise the dead. Yet their mind was trapped because they were now slaves in this realm. The doctor says you have three months. Come on! I see you. I hear you. But you have nothing in me. 
Those who will go with the three months will go, but not you. Not you. Greater is he. Can I preach to you? That is in me than he that is in the world. He said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You don't, you, you are ignorant of the scriptures. That is why you are struggling. It is an an erroneous lack of faith for anybody who has truly seen the light of God to even struggle in school. I'm telling you. But people will think I'm being proud. You cannot know Jesus and struggle in school. You have not... That's why I don't preach in churches anymore. I stopped. (laughs) If your child is struggling in school, today is the end. Go home and lay your hand on that head and speak to that head that received the life of Jesus. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Struggle. You don't know the scriptures. He said, does anyone lack wisdom? Let him ask of the Lord who gives freely and does not withhold it. You don't know what you are talking about. He says, as he is, so, Jesus you, as he is, so are we in this world. What are you talking about? Unless you don't want to do it. If you don't want to do it, that's different. He says, come. And I'm speaking to you. Get out of that boat. That boat is a mindset. And we struggle. My wife is here. I have my struggle. Sometimes I go back and listen to my messages. The things God said to me. I listen to him like, amen, amen. And I use it to pray. Because guess what? We are all human, right? And so we have 12 people representing the church. And only one of them responds to the invitation of the higher life. Because why? They believed the, the, the things they knew from their realm more than the words of the master. They believe that if truly except that serpent beat you, then you are going to die. They believe that. They believe that more. That's why they were waiting in Acts 28 for him to die. Now they still, even when Peter got out of the boat and took the first step and took the second step, the others still did not join. They, they were waiting for him to sink. That was their mindset. They were waiting that shah, he will sink. Archimedes cannot be wrong. Density, mass volume, this is not possible. He will sink. Even gravity is working, he will sink. Surface tension on the water molecules, he will sink. I say he has to sink. According to all the principles of, of science that we understand, this guy should sink. We went to see. Remember, madam, that time we went to the Sea of Galilee. That's what they were saying, you know. We went to the Sea of Galilee. One of our guys fell in. He died. He will sink. It doesn't matter that it's Jesus inviting. He will sink. And so there are 12 potential sea workers. People who could participate in the higher life. Who are just standing there. Some of you are listening to me just like the 11 people. Like, look, look, these pastors. That's all. Like, every day talking, talking, talking. Talking, 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 talking. Some people come to church just to sing. Some come just to dance. This whole thing about church and Christianity, people have spotted it. He said, come. He said, we won't come. That's what they were saying. Their silence was, we won't come. Whether it's you or not, this thing, we will not come. <laughs> and so Peter got out of the boat. He left that mindset. He got out of that mindset and started walking. Now, it pains me so much that he sank. But I am happy he sank a little bit for people to know that it was the sea he was walking on. Otherwise, they would have said that it was a lie. So I'm happy that when he took his eyes off Jesus, he sank. I'm not going to go into that theology, taking his eyes. All I want is he walked on water. 
He did. Now, you should follow me in the Bible. Now, when he started thinking, Jesus reached his hand, it means that, was he standing here and Jesus was at the gate? No. Unless you are saying Jesus did, and then he appeared there. Hey, if Jesus reached his hand, then it means he had gotten close to Jesus. But the next thing, if you read the scriptures, after Jesus, my brother, please, man, please get off. After Jesus held his hand like this and brought him up, did the Bible tell you, I am asking you, did you read in the Bible that Jesus carried Peter at his back and then walked with him all the way into the boat? So how did the two of them get to the boat? Tell me. How did they? He walked back to the boat. <laughs> oh my God. I, I thought you were clapping. You are still not clapping well. You are being like the 11 people in the boat. Oh my God. I was in a service in England and then the Lord spoke to me. So I said that there is a man here your wife brought you. You cannot hear. There are hearing aids in your ear. Please bring that man to me. And the pastor was looking at my face. So when we closed the service, then he said, ah, Bishop, how did you do it? I said, how did I do it? See? So I prayed for him. In the name of Jesus. As for you, even when you shout Jesus seven times, headache cannot go. He- headache. Just Tylenol headache cannot go. As for you, that is the, the level you are operating, but that's fine. After this manifestation summit, once you have an awareness that you can have a higher form of expression of this life, then you will experience it. You are not happy. It's, it's okay. It's okay if you are not happy. It's okay. Many years ago, inside the church, God will bless you. God will bless you. I don't preach that again. I didn't try when I come and tell you God will bless you. If you don't know God will bless you, that's up to you. Do you know how many chapters are in the Bible? You don't even know. If you know, shy, I don't have my checkbook here. I'll give you $100. Tell me the number of chapters in the Bible. You see, you don't know. If you know, raise up your hand. No, no $100. Me, I don't have it in my pocket. Yes. You don't know. Uh-huh. 1,167 books in the Bible, right? Yeah. And, and people can keep it under their bed. Eh? And they will still go and sit down in front of a church office. Not amazing church. Okay? And they will, 6, 6 a.m. In some parts of the world, they are in a queue. And they are waiting for one man inside. He is the man of God. And, and these are children of God who have almost 1,200 chapters of God's word with them. It's still in their hand. And they are waiting. And then they will pay, pay consultation fees. And then they will open the door. And then they will... Yeah, sit down. Yeah. Brother, what's your name? Eric, okay. Ah, you have to pretend you are very surprised at what I'm going to do, okay? <laughs> So you pretend like you are very surprised. Ah, I see E-R-I-C. Is your name Eric? Pretend like you are surprised. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. How did I know your name? How, how? Wow. My, My brother, I see like the continent of Africa. Wow! I 
I see on the western part of Africa, I see a country that starts with L, I, B, E. Are you from Liberia? Wow. Are you from Liberia? You say yes. Even if you are not, say yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> is he from Liberia? Yes, from Liberia. You see, you see. <laughs> they didn't see the prophecy. I said, are you from Liberia? That one, they thought, they thought it was a joke. <laughs> that one, he didn't tell me, but he's from Liberia. <laughs> so I mixed the joke with the prophecy, right? And I, wow. Wow. Then, then, then suddenly they'll say, go deeper. Go deeper. Then you say, okay. There's somebody in this church. There's somebody in this church. <laughs> that, you, you, I think you are not used to that. They will say, flow. Then they will shout, go deep, Papa. Then they will say, you are from far. You are not from here. <laughs> Jesus said. Listen, God does not build his church like that. As he is, there is, there is only one Jesus. There is no deputy Jesus. No. No. But many believers don't know that. Many believers don't know that these things are prepared for them. They are for you to take advantage of. But they did not know. Jesus came, started resurrecting the dead as if the dead had not been resurrected before. Elijah, Elijah lay on a little boy. Bam, the boy came back to life. Elijah laid on a little boy. Bam, he came back to life. Ezekiel, in his vision, stood in the midst of dry bones. They even came back to life. Elijah died. His bones resurrected the dead person who was thrown inside you. Now, your, your mindset, you are still in that boat. You are like, but if his bones could raise a man dead, why did he, he die himself? Ignorance continues. Ignorance takes you into deeper ignorance. But you don't understand why his bones resurrected that man. I do. It's in the scriptures. He had given a prophecy concerning the kingdom that did not come to pass and he died out of old age. Hmm? And now they were doubting if the man's words would come to pass. So God allowed that there was this big barrier in town. When they threw the man and it was close to Elisha's body, the man got up that day. They had a change of mind. Acts chapter 28 verse 7, he says, And they waited a great while, and they changed their mind. If you are ready to manifest, people will change their mind about you. I say, if you are ready to manifest, people will change their mind about you. How do we do this? Jesus Christ is the answer. As I close, this life is available for you. This is the higher life. I say this is the higher life. I say this is the higher life. I looked at that man who could not hear. I took out the hearing aids. I threw it away. I put my hand in his ears. I say, in the name of Jesus, be open. Suddenly, he said, I can hear, I can hear. This is the life he promises. He said, all the things he did, you can do. People cannot reject you. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were created by Him. Without Him, there wasn't anything made that existed. 1-4, in Him was life. 
and the life in him was the light of man continue he says the light shines and the darkness cannot comprehend it i have a question there why is the darkness trying to understand this light to manifest means to display the life of god but what life of god are you displaying the life of god is not displayed in your life is displayed as your light something is coming out of you that people are you you can't miss tomorrow something is coming out of you that people get attracted to i think there's a scripture somewhere in zachariah he says that people from 10 nations of this world will come and hold the skirt of a jewish person or let's say a redeemed person is no longer Jew, right? That's what the Bible says. So people shall hold the skirt of a redeemed person and they shall say, we want to go with you for we have seen that God is with you. Ah, he got it. Thank you. He says, Zachariah 8, 22, that's what the Lord, in those days shall come to pass that 10 men shall hold the skirt from all languages. They shall hold the skirt of a Jewish person or a redeemed person and they say, we want to go with you. Why? For we have heard, we have heard that God, some things are about to start in our life after these three days that will announce itself and announce the God. You, you haven't seen this yet. 2012, the Lord said to me, it's time to go to school. I said, okay where he said to me england i said thank you i started looking for schools in england i applied for some scholarships they bounced me they didn't give me i got upset i was lying down i said maybe it wasn't god as i was sitting down that day my wife said oh i saw this thing i don't even think she remembers i saw this scholarship if maybe somewhere commonwealth something i said that's fine i went on quickly applied the same people that refused the, the people that refused were smaller. This one was a bigger organization. And I wrote, within two or three weeks, they wrote back to me that, do you want to accept? I said, me, do you? I want to accept. Accept. Papa, I accepted three times and emailed them back. I was there. Okay? Next time, somebody tricked me into something. Thing. The Lord said to me, it's time to go back to school. I said, where? He, then suddenly, I saw my spirit in another state assuming we are in Oxford, I saw myself, let's say, in Alabama. And I saw myself in an institution. And I was in an admissions office. And I'm looking at them. Your, your lack of these experiences does not mean they don't exist. That's what I told you in the beginning. They only worsen your state by further deepening your ignorance. Unless you open up like Nicodemus. And said the things you are telling you are saying it means there's something else and jesus said yes but without the proper initiation you can't even see it and without the proper cleansing you can't be a part of it so i'm going to lead you in prayer that god would cleanse our mind so that we can get out of the boat <laughs> and then partake of this higher life listen i saw people throw their now, I'm not perfect. I have my struggles. But I saw people throw their clutches away many years ago when we prayed for them. I saw blind eyes heal. Now, I'm trying to tell you that even in my career, this light is shining. It shines. It's something. David said, I know more than my teachers because I have kept the law. Isaiah said, 
he has given me the tongue of the learned that i will know how to speak are you listening to me there is something that you haven't tapped in is there anybody here who wants to experience this higher life lift up your hands let's pray lord visit them manifest yourself to them and let this light glow in jesus mighty name amen